0: Welcome to The Help Desk. My name is Peter Wells.
2: And I'm Tess Bennett.
0: And let's start the stories with a double up from Facebook this week.
2: Yeah, so busy weekend at Facebook. Firstly, the social media giant is upset with academics who are seeking to study the platform without its permission. So Facebook is demanding that a New York University research project stop collecting data about its political ad targeting practices. The dispute involves the NYU Ad Observatory a project launched last month by the university's engineering school, and it's recruited more than 6,500 volunteers to use a specifically designed browser extension to collect data about the political ads Facebook shows them. Obviously, this is a touchy subject because the election is so close and the whole Cambridge Analytica thing.
0: Yeah, and it's worth noting that Cambridge Analytica never actually really went away. It was disbanded, but it has re-emerged as a company called Emerdata, Uh, So that's a bit of a scary thought. It's still out there doing all its good election work. Uh, But yeah, this feels like Facebook are hiding behind its terms and services just to stop academic research into its power. And that's a little troubling for me.
2: Yeah, so that's what Facebook's objection is to it, that its T's and C's prohibit bulk data collection from the site. But what the researchers are trying to find out is Following the 2016 presidential campaign, Facebook launched an archive of advertisements that run on its platform. So you can see who paid for an ad, where it ran, and the people who saw it. But the library actually excludes the information about the targeting behind who saw those ads. So that's really what these researchers are trying to use screen scraping, I guess, techniques to try and get that data without relying on Facebook to hand it over to them.
0: Yeah, I remember approaching Facebook actually after the federal election in in Australia and asking if I could see some of the uh, targeting ad results uh, for some of the campaigns, especially in uh, far north Queensland, that. Apparently worked very successfully on Facebook and were able to sway the electorate uh, up there. They weren't forthcoming; they wouldn't show me any of the data. Funnily enough, so yeah, look, it just seems like one of those things where the company is not going to share this data voluntarily. But this is the data we need to understand how Facebook is, uh, what Facebook's role is in our democracy.
2: Uh, but to a bigger election, Facebook is preparing for what could be an ele- post-election shit show in the U.S. The Wall Street Journal reports Facebook is considering releasing new tools following the U.S. election to try and turn down the heat. Previously used in countries including Sri Lanka and Myanmar, the tools could alter what tens of millions of Americans see when they log onto the platform, diminishing their exposure to sensationalism, calls to violence, and misinformation. The emergency measures include slowing down the spread of viral content and lowering the bar for suppressing potentially inflammatory posts. So all completely normal uh, behavior there.
0: Yeah, totally. It's uh, the crazy uncle filter.
2: Yeah, the uncle that has a gun filter, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. If if you know that your platform incites this kind of uh, behavior, this kind of anger and violence, uh, maybe it's time to look at the platform itself. Uh, maybe maybe this is not just an election time uh, issue. Well said. Moving on and code sharing website, GitHub has removed the code for YouTube DL, which is a very popular command line tool that allows you to download, as the name suggests, YouTube videos, also videos from View and SBS On Demand. It's, it's a fantastic little tool and much beloved in uh, my circles, my tech nerd circles and the, uh, the TV saving circles I, I travel in. <laughs> I guess it was inevitable that uh, YouTube download would eventually be taken off the site, but I, I'm just actually surprised it's taken this long.
2: Yeah, that's what stood out to me, uh, that it sounded like a straightforward copyright issue. Um, I guess it's interesting that around the timing, why specifically now?
0: Yeah, who knows? I mean, GitHub was purchased by Microsoft uh, late last year, I want to say, possibly, who knows? Uh, Time has no meaning anymore, but it it was purchased last year sometime. And so I guess that uh, Microsoft now has to take some of these things a little bit more seriously. We saw the same thing, actually, uh, ironically, with YouTube. When YouTube was just a little startup, it would host uh, a lot of stuff that uh, was on the grey side of piracy and content. But uh, once it it was purchased by YouTube, then it suddenly had to start playing nice with the record labels and the film labels and all of those kind of things. And and it really, now it, it, it will take down... Uh, Probably it's probably a bit too aggressive in its takedowns of uh, copyrighted material, but that's the way the big boys play.
2: And self-driving cars are a scary step closer to reality. The Verge reports Tesla's full self-driving beta is here and it looks scary as hell. Last week, Tesla released a beta or a test version of what it calls a full self-driving software upgrade to an undisclosed number of what it calls expert careful drivers. So what could go wrong? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I watched the video that was on The Verge story and oh my God, it just made me feel sick almost. Uh, Have you ever sat in a Tesla when it's been going through its uh, self-driving mode there, Tess?
2: No, I haven't. And watching that video did not fill me with confidence either.
0: Yeah, I've done it only once. It was at Vegas this year as part of CES. I ordered an Uber and the guy came in a Tesla. And as we were driving back to the hotel, we're on this giant freeway and he was just flying down the freeway and he had his hands in the air, very proudly showing me that the car was doing all of the lane changes itself. And I was like, please just put your hands back on the steering wheel. I'm not I'm not enjoying this at all. So yeah, that's. I am not a huge fan of this. I just kind of think that like, yeah i i get that uh self driving cars are coming. i just want them tested on in you know in airport bunkers and away from me i don't want them tested on public roads
2: uh yeah i mean at some point they do need to make the the step into the real world but this i agree this is terrifying and the 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 company said you've got to keep your hands on the wheel uh, and you've got to have, be actively supervising it while this uh, the self-driving mode is doing its thing, but humans are actually really terrible at passively monitoring something. So you're either driving or you're not driving. You're We're not very good at sort of that in-between phase.
0: Yeah, and if you just do a search on YouTube or Twitter uh, on Tesla self-driving, you'll just see so many videos of people not putting their hands on the steering wheel because... I guess humans are terrible.
2: Now to something a little more heartwarming.
0: Yeah, this is just a a lovely story from Wyatt. It's it's quite a long story, but it is about video games being used to help uh, veterans, returned veterans, deal with post-traumatic stress disorder. As you can imagine, there are some really heavy moments in this article, but it is very long. Uh, It's written from a vet uh, and... It, it really does show the, the power of video games and, and not just the, the standard ones you might think of, but, uh, you know, veterans playing Animal Crossing, for instance, as a way to kind of uh, reintroduce themselves to society is just, a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful tale. So Tess, have you used video games at all? Have you rediscovered video games during lockdown to, to kind of help bridge that, uh, that society get that isolation gap that we're all feeling.
2: No, I have not uh been converted to being a gamer as yet. Uh I like kind of never really took to it. it was a, a Nintendo Game Boy player, but beyond that, I sort of never really developed the like hand eye coordination to uh, <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: to be a natural at it. Uh but the demographic is really a lot wider uh than 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 what a lot of you know non-gamers like myself assume.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll post in the show notes uh, one of the research papers I've been reading recently about uh, the way that parents have been using, say, for instance, uh, video games to bond with their kids during lockdown, to experience some some social time with their kids, and also to, to have some screen time that doesn't feel as guilty as, you know, just sitting in front of Peppa Pig for 10 hours. Uh, you know, video games are providing that mm-hmm. as well anyway that's all we have time for today my name is peter wells
2: and i'm tess bennett
0: and i totally didn't sleep in for our 1 p.m recording session unfortunately i do have a one-year-old and he got me up at 4 a.m this morning so it was a little hard going and sometimes naps just rage out of control anyway my sincere apologies tessa I promise it won't happen tomorrow
2: no worries see you
0: speak to you then bye